If you like to gamble, I tell you I'm your man. You win some, lose some, it's all the same to me. Hello and welcome to the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast. I am your host, Howard H. Smith. You may know me as lead singer with UK thrash band Acid Rain, or you may know my podcast, Talking Bollocks, where I talk to the great and the good of rock and heavy metal. Uh, But here, here I am merely the host, your guide, the curator of the Motorhead Mythical Museum of Interviews. Welcome, if this is your first visit, and if you're a returning or you're a subscriber, welcome back. Speaking of subscribing, that is how you can A, support the podcast, and B, make sure you don't miss an episode. That's right, all you need to do is subscribe. Wherever you're listening to this, on whatever device, whatever programme, you will see a button somewhere that says subscribe. Click that, and a new episode will drop into your device every two weeks so make sure you don't miss an episode also make sure that you don't miss motorhead's first ever career spanning very best of that's right everything louder forever is out now it's the definitive collection of their loudest anthems which is now out and it's out in every format you can imagine it's on deluxe fold out quadruple lp it's on a gatefold double lp it's on a double cd as well as streaming and sony 3d spatial audio Whatever that is, I'm sure it's cool and I'm sure it's loud. So, what have we got for you this week? Well, as you already know, if you've read the description, it's Harley Flanagan of the legendary Crossover Kings, Chromax. Now, I really enjoyed doing this. Um, I saw the Chromax back in the day, as you will hear, and uh, Harley has no motorhead since he was 15. And he's got some stories to tell and some insight to share with us. This was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoy it. Here's Harley. Thanks for agreeing to do this. It's great Bro, to have you. It's up. an honor, man. Are you kidding me? It's it's a fucking hey. Anytime I can, you know, pay respects to Lemmy and the guys, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and and to be honest, this is this has got to be the easiest podcast in the world to get guests on. You know. Because like everybody, you know, I mean, there's, I I have the only person I know who doesn't who didn't like Motorhead was my mom. <laughs> the only band that my mother really just like she couldn't handle. And my mother grew up in the six, you know, she was into all the sixties shit, everything rock and roll. But it was just, I I was actually really surprised that Motorhead was too fucking raw. Oh, man, <laughs> it was like you know, yeah. I'm sitting there playing "It's the Spades" over and over and over again. The album, you know, and she's just like, she walks in and she's like, "I never thought you'd find a band that I just couldn't handle," you know. And 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 it's like, you know, they're playing. I'm listening to Jailbait, and she's like, ah, like she just she's just like ah, you know. And uh, yeah, man, Motorhead, God bless. I well, it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those things, isn't it? You know that. Um, uh, they just it's such a unique band, such a unique sound, um, and especially you know that album, which is let's face it, you know it 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 sounds trite to say it now, but it's you know it's a magical magical album. It's an absolute game changing moment in musical history. That yeah. album is is like there was before Ace of Spades, and then there was after. Yeah, 
it just changed it changed the direction of all hard music that's a that's a really really good point that's a really good point yeah i mean to pick up on on what you're saying there as well so it's it so was 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 um ace of spades your sort of first introduction to motorhead i had on parole before i had ace of spades which i liked right um but obviously it's a very different album and a, and, and a completely different lineup in fact yeah you know i mean on parole it's funny because i actually had this conversation several times you know um I mean, not to make the comparison at all, because, you know, Motorhead are, are the kings and, and, and next to them, the Cro-Mags are like, you know, very minuscule and, and practically meaningless. But, um, you know, their first album, kind of like our first album, like it, they were kind of, you know, they, they were meaningful in, in their place in history. But that lineup only lasted for one record. Yeah yeah and and you know and then and and we had that same issue you know some of the most you know those are some of the i mean arguably those are some of the most classic motorhead songs even though they did different renditions of them over time that were you know amazing yeah you know but you could say you know i mean it's kind of it's just an interesting thing that you know at being the huge motorhead fan that i am and then you know lemmy being the you know the one who kept you know the ship going all those years throughout the you know the turbulence and the storms and everything and it's in a way i kind of i guess that's you know where i might have gotten my inspiration you know just to keep forging ahead and and, and not fucking giving in not giving up you know and uh and then of course i mean it's like you know what the the lineup uh, that that we all uh, became used to for the last whatever 20 plus years with Phil Campbell and, and, and Mickey D was in my opinion every bit as classic a motorhead lineup as anything ever yeah because they because Mickey is just an unbelievable monster of a drummer yeah uh Phil is just a, a one of a kind I mean he's really like one of the last rock and roll guitarist who has that feel that just that old school rock and roll like yeah. man you know it's just you know he i don't think anybody could have filled in fast eddie's shoes and and not only filled them in but like put on some other ones and then and, and we're just as just as good you know like i mean he's yeah still you know i love him and it's such a class guy, man. And and I was so honored that I got him to actually play on a song with me on, on one of my, my recent Chromags uh, records. Um, but so, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just like, you know, so uh, I take a huge amount of inspiration from that. Like, you know, that, that the best or, or the future is always something to look forward to, you know, the, the, the best is yet ahead, uh, yeah. you know, I, I mean, after after a lineup like you know, Filthy Animal and Fast Eddie, it's kind of like, where the fuck do you go after that? But let me never disappointed any, and you know, even and, I mean, fuck, even when he came out with two guitarists, with Wurzel and yeah. Phil, that was just uh, you know, that was almost like, wow, okay, like, all right, you know, how do you replace Fast Eddie? Well, you get two fucking badass guitarists. <laughs> <you know? laughs> 
and, but then you know sadly we lost Wurzel and um and um Phil in, in my opinion held it down yeah never needed another guitarist with him on stage um yeah yeah and, and now look am I, I am, am I going uh, I, my memory might not serve me very well here but I am pretty sure that well I know I saw Motorhead on the Orgasmatron tour am I going mad and thinking that you guys were supporting we toured with them uh, on the Orgasmatron tour in the states and we only did a few shows with them um, overseas on that tour Ah, right. okay. uh, we did we did a show uh, we did one show in Paris with them yeah and, and it was actually Black Sabbath was supposed to headline but they wound up uh, canceling so it wound up being Motorhead headlining and us and Girl School uh, that was fucking great um, and actually that gig Phil Filthy Animal came back for a moment. So it was a really interesting lineup because it was Wurzel, Phil Campbell, Filthy Animal. So it was just like, you know, it was wow. kind of a cool moment to see. Yeah, it's like a crossover moment. Yeah, and uh, I'll just never forget rocking out and like looking over on the side of the stage and seeing Filthy Animal and fucking Lemmy just like standing there shaking their head, nodding, like smiling with beers in their hands. And they, they were kind of grooving on us. I don't think they had ever seen anything quite as fast as us at that point because this was, you know, 86 or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, but, th that must have been that must have been a trip man, to, to, to be like, you know, a Motorhead fan and then see like, you know, the guys. Oh, yeah. Side yeah. Well, I mean, I, I met them. I met them when I was 15 and I had just started putting the band together. And I, I actually remember hanging out with the, it. Was, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a wild night. Kind of, as a parent, I, I'm kind of it's a bit of a disturbing night when I think back on it. <laughs> um, but uh, <clears throat> but uh, you know, I remember telling Lemmy back then that I just put the, that I just started a band called the Chrome Eggs, and um, you know, telling him you know it would be like a dream to get on on a tour with you guys, and uh, he was like the first person who gave me the the the, the business talk of, of the <laughs> rock and roll industry you know first, well, first you gotta you know this that and, you know get a record deal get an album blah, 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 this and that and uh so i was like 15 then and then um fast forward ahead 1986 or 87 whatever the fuck it was and there we are doing our first real major tour opening up for Motorhead. It was fucking, it was like a, a dream come true. And uh, I mean, I literally watched every sound check they did, every set they did. I definitely lost a good percentage of my hearing. Yeah. Uh, from that from that alone, I don't think I've ever been quite the same. But, um, but yeah, man, you know, I mean, those guys were fucking savages. I mean, you know, I was like 15, we're like at the mud club, doing fucking rails of crystal meth and fucking drinking Jack Daniels. And, you know, the whole night was just madness. I like picked up some chick and took her outside and found a unlocked car and like whatever. And, you know, <laughs> fucking the whole, the, the, it was just a really, I come back and feel it was like, ah, you know, I'm like, 
it was raw. It was, I'm like, smell my fingers. He's like, ah, you know, I'm like, I'm <laughs> drink. Fucking, and then it's like, you know, and mind you, I'm fucking 15, bro, you know, and it's like the next day, I'm like, I had never done crystal meth before. I was like, oh man, this fucking shit is amazing. So <laughs> I fucking, I went fucking, uh, then, then, oh yeah, and then I hung out with them when they came back on the Iron Fist tour. I remember, uh, I went up to the Iroquois, the hotel they were hanging out. At. They were they were staying at, and uh, yeah, Phil gave me a little care package. Fucking bastard he was. <laughs> <laughs> but this this is how it went though back in the day, isn't it? This is what you did. Yeah, you'd, you know, you'd like, hunt, you'd hunt yeah. down hotels. You'd hunt bands down by the hotels. You know. Well, you know, I mean, I, yeah. Well, I knew where they were because we had already been hanging out at the club the night before, or whatever. So like, yeah. And, I, you know, the funny shit was me and Phil really bonded over the fact that I was like, I was like a 15 year old skinhead. And he's like, I was a skinhead when I was a kid. And he starts telling me all oh, this fucking crazy. He's like, we'd go to shows. We wouldn't even go inside. We'd just hang outside and start fights. <laughs> so he loved me. You know, he was just, a, he was an animal. Those be fucking animal. And, uh, you know, I, I was lucky enough to, um, I toured with them. I gigged with them in so many fucking different lineups. Like, I mean, obviously I saw the Ace of Spades lineup. I saw the Iron, Iron uh, Fist lineup. Um, went on tour first with them on the Orgasmatron lineup when they had um, with Pete Gill from Saxon on drums. Right. And uh, for the moment when Filthy came back. And then after um, Wurzel passed, and Mickey uh, was in the band. So, I mean, I've gigged with them through a lot of different lineups. And I mean, I've, you know, those guys have seen me at some of them, you know, at some of my messiest, most fucking outrageous, depraved days of, of like self-destructive behavior. And also I've known them, you know, I've, I've hung out with them when I was completely clean and sober and, and everything else. So they, I was, you know, I've, I've known them since I was 15. So, you know, yeah. we have, they've, every time they've made it to America, we've spent some time. And that's, and that's kind of like a, it's, it's like a whole life cycle. Like you say, it's like, you know, being, yeah. being yeah. deep, in, mean, the, being deep in it and then being deep in it yeah. and, and getting yourself out. Yeah. And, uh, and just liking seeing them in different parts of the world, uh, you know, hanging out backstage, catching up, you know, I, you know, I got a few postcards from Lemmy when I was a kid and that was like, meant so much to me. Um, I mean, he's really one of the only people that I really, really like learned from as far as bass playing. And uh, I remember I was getting frustrated with the whole music business for a while, just like busting your ass, busting your ass, never fucking seeing shit for it, you know? And he's like, I'm like talking to him about it one time and he's like, what'd you rather be doing for a living? Slicing bacon. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, he's got a fucking point, you know? <laughs> but that, but that, but that's Lemmy though. It's, it's such, it's such yeah. a simple thing. It's such a, like, it sounds like it's, a, th a throwaway it's, comment, but it absolutely sums but it's it up. So, and, and the funny thing is he knew I was vegetarian. So it was like a double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's fucking funny, you know? Yeah. I mean, to this day, you know, 
I still get inspiration from the guy. I mean, fuck, look, I'm, I've turned my computer around. I don't know if you can see it, but you see that painting? Wow, that's awesome. That is a massive, massive uh, lemmy on the side of your wall. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic, man. That's, that that is beautiful, and but the funny thing is as well is that is that you coming from from where you come from, which was like a you know a, a hardcore punk background, and and but being into Motorhead so you know so early on, it it, it kind of reinforces that that amazing thing that Mo, that Motorhead did, which was bring so many musical genres together. They're still one of the only bands I can think of that they could play any 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 festival any lineup and they'd be welcome because people just go oh it's motorhead well you know at the end of the day they just took rock and roll and made it really you know loud and more more rock and roll yeah yeah i mean you know that's all they did was they just fucking it's rock and roll and uh it's like it's raw i mean it's really you know, you break it down to its core, it's still fucking Chuck Berry, but it's fucking, it's, you know, but it's Lemmy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, uh, you know, this is, I mean, fuck, we're talking about a guy who fucking, you know, hung out with more fucking punk rockers back in the day than any fucking buddy else. I mean, yeah. you know, he was always at the clubs. He wasn't like, you know, yeah, sure, he fucking was hanging out with Ozzy or Sabbath or this and that, but he was at the clubs, man. Those motherfuckers weren't at the clubs. He was at the clubs every night, fucking getting fucked up, you know, getting laid, fucking playing pinball, fucking he was out, you know. So, yeah. you know, he was genuinely a part of the whole punk rock movement, even though he wasn't a punk rocker. Yeah, and he, well, he, was, a, he was a massive, I mean, he was a massive Ramones yeah. fan, wasn't he, as well? kind of hard not to be again you know yeah yeah i mean yeah you know the ramones is like you know it doesn't get more traditional rock and roll than that you know i've it's just that shit is just like sha na na but like you know dummy down you know it's just like yeah it's rock and roll at its most bare you know minimal yeah yeah, that's why punk rock was able to build itself on that shit because it kind of proved to all of us kids that you didn't have to at a time when you when musicianship was just getting to such a fucking ridiculous place where you had to be like you know you know john mclaughlin people even notice you or whatever the fuck you had to be like joe you know you had to be some ridiculous uh uh virtuoso and then all of a sudden you got these four fucking glue huffing fuck ups from Queens, like just playing rock and roll at its most bare, minimal core, you know, and it gave all of us fucking people just like, wow, this is fucking fun and I can actually do this. Yeah, yeah, but it put you the, know, emph- I, put I, the I, emphasis back on songwriting. It's just fucking fun. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, yeah. You don't need, you know, a hundred notes in a song to fucking to uh, to make it catchy and make people want to fucking jump up and down and sing along. In fact, the less the better, probably. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I look I, the, the the simpler the better. And the thing is that I mean that's something Motorhead always managed to do was which was which was keep it simple but keep it consistent. 
as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, one thing I, I really respect, too, and it's like, you know, I'm an old school Motorhead fan, so I'll, I'll be honest, you know, a lot of the latter albums, I didn't even, they didn't even really register in my brain until a little after the fact, because it's like, once you've gotten to like 50 or 60 songs in the catalog, you start to get a barrage. But now, but like still now, I'm still going back and listening to some of the later Motorhead records and rediscovering how fucking cool and how good some of those songs are yeah. you know i mean i yeah. wasn't a huge fan of the cover songs era but you know whatever I, I get it you know everybody wants to do covers of some of the songs that matters to them sadly it's just very difficult to do a cover song of, of a classic song and really do it properly that's why i kind of stay the fuck away from doing that myself especially if you don't have like a massive budget and this and that you know you just can't can't just go in and wing it I yeah mean, but um but I still, like I said, I, I, I'll go in and, and go through some of their, you know, last few records and, and be like, damn, this is a fucking killer song, you yeah. know? And they yeah. never really, you know, you hear a lot of um, progression on those later records, but there's still, you know, you still got the same basic ingredients in there, you know? Yeah. Which is yeah. one thing I try to, to emulate from them myself. I mean, not quite as well, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I try to, you know, keep a certain level of uh, consistency, you know, like um, certain ingredients you keep, you know, you can add other things as time goes by and change the recipe a little bit, but there's certain key ingredients that you keep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, you were talking there about like you know about songwriting and and the one thing that that um you, you were saying earlier as well is like about about keeping it simple you know about stripping everything back you know Lemmy always saying we're just we're just a rock and roll band you know yeah. and and they they know they you know he knew who he was they knew who they were never tried to be anything different it was just we know what we do and that's what yeah. people want from us <clears throat> And there's fucking really nobody who did it better. And I think that when when people can recognize that, can, when people are able to know what they have, and what I think it's really kind of unstoppable at that point. Yeah. You know, when when, when you just when you know you find when when your comfort zone winds up being exactly what the people want. <laughs> It's a winning combination. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Uh, and what were, they, what were they like to, what were they like to tour with? I mean, was it party every night? Oh, they were great. Um, uh, I mean, you know, they pretty consistently, you know, drank and did a lot of speed, you know. But um, <laughs> at the time, I wasn't, when I toured with them on that tour, all I did was smoke weed. I didn't even drink. So, I mean, I was, right. I was practically straight edge, you know. <laughs> um, uh, but, um then there was other times I saw them, you know, where we were like doing all kinds of fucking speed and drinking. And, you know, it, like I said, it depends at which point in my life <laughs> we're talking. Right. Okay. You know? uh, um, I mean, Phil, he doesn't even, you know, he doesn't even like get fucked up anymore, you know? So it's like when we were, when we did the recording, it was funny. I'm like, you know, we're calling each other at reasonable hours of the, of the evening, not too late. He's like, yeah, you know, I go to bed kind of early these days and I didn't sleep much for like 20 years. <laughs> like, yeah, <I> know. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, you've got you got you got to put a regime in in, in place, haven't you, to to make up for all well, that. Well, that's the thing is, you, yeah, you kind of get once the train gets rolling, you can't really get off the rails because then you know it's like you get used to a pattern and a lifestyle, and then it's just like uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you the one thing oh, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I, I, I don't think I've ever said this. I fucking, as much as I love Lemmy, I got to say, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm fucking pissed he didn't fucking take care of his fucking, uh, you know, he, he, that prostate shit and all that stuff, he could have handled his health and he, we would still have had him for a few more records, a few more years, maybe a few more tours. So, you know, if there's one thing besides all all the stuff that we all can learn from their music, we should also try to take one thing away from this, which is, you know, look after yourself. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm 54, yeah. so it's just like, you know, I'm in, you know, pretty good shape. I still train jujitsu and Muay Thai, you know, a few times a week, you know, I'm still vegetarian, I'm still in good shape. But as we get older, we do have to like, uh, take care of ourselves and we've got to make sure that we're all right you know because it sucks that he left us he, we we could have easily had another few years had he just um you know went to the fucking doctor sooner yeah 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 no no and yeah. but that that's an incredibly um that's an incredibly relevant message right now because there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in the press certainly over here about um uh, guys getting checked for prostate cancer and you know this. hey man it's real shit you know and um you know <clears throat> if lemmy can take can be taken out like that after everything yeah who the fuck are we <laughs> yeah exactly yeah 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 exactly you know what i'm saying yeah so for all you motorhead fans who are getting up there in years go fucking get your shit checked out man you know fucking honor the man and fucking take care of your fucking self yeah you know, and i around a while that's a great point that's a great point and you were saying earlier about when you were saying about um the various times that you met you know lemmy depending on what stage you were at within your life would be depending on you know how much you partied with them and one thing yeah, that I, yeah, but what but one thing i always i've always heard from people is that like um you know there was never any judgment do you know what i mean it wasn't like oh you know you know no. get get some of this up you know so no. oh, i don't oh i don't do that anymore and no, um, no, no, you know, no. and it was always like great, you know, more for me then. <laughs> you know what? He was definitely well. I can't say he was not judgmental because um, religion and politics. He was very judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> Who is? <laughs> but uh, um, but he's uh, you know, he's a live and let live fucking was was, and uh, but he'll live forever. You know, as long as. His music uh, and 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 his persona exists in our universe. He will live on. Well, that that image, you know, with the moustache, the hat, the jacket, everything. I mean, that that still lives on. You know, that's like that is that is just like an iconic look that people all over the world are still trying to pull off and fa and failing. No one will ever pull it off. And uh, there will never be another Motorhead. Do you remember kind of like the last time that you were able to catch up? Oh. You know, it's funny when you say that, I get like bombarded with little memories, like visuals of dressing rooms and 
but it's like the, they all kind of hit me at the same time and I'm trying to place what year, which one was, <laughs> and it's kind of really hard to do. And yeah, sadly, I think it may have been in, like in the nineties. No bullshit. No, that was the last time I got fucked up with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Different memory. Um, <laughs> he, had me, he had me reading his manuscript. He wrote a fucking manuscript uh for a movie that he wrote i don't know if anybody knows about this let me wrote a uh the last days of the bunker of hitler's bunker right yeah he wrote this fucking manuscript wow. and, I'm fucking, and i'm like tweaked out of my gourd i'm so fucking fucking fried on, on speed and i'm like and he's like trying to make me read this fucking thing and i'm like reading the same sentence like 20 times in a row <laughs> and I'm like bro I cannot read this shit right now I'm like fucking ah. you know <laughs> in fact there's a couple of photos that exist from that night that are really bad people <laughs> are <laughs> <laughs> twisted man fucking Phil Campbell's got like a wig on Lemmy just looks like fucking out of his mind and oh god yeah i didn't look too great holy fuck and no but that was not the last time the last right. <laughs> last time i hung with them was um around i think i i, I want to say like 2000 i did some shows with them in europe yeah a few festivals and um lenny was always so fucking uh he always you know I mean, I've known the motherfucker since I was 15. So, you know, yeah. he could be sitting there in court. You know, he could be sitting there with 20 motherfuckers, like, you know, worshiping him. And he'll be like, you know, calling me right the fuck over, having me fucking, you know, it's like seeing an old friend. And again, you know, motherfucker knew me since I was practically just hitting puberty, you know? <laughs> and did you, did you, you ever, know? did you ever have the conversation like, Hey, do you remember when, you know, do you, do you remember when oh, I was a 15 year old kid? Yeah, no, we didn't need to have the conversation. He remembered it was it's like, yeah. And guy had a fucking really good fucking memory, man. Wow. Right. I mean, you know, for someone, you know, I mean, I guess, I don't know, maybe, you know, you know, just, he stored a lot of fucking information up in there and he, he was a very he read a lot you know some people get productive on speed believe it or not you know <laughs> uh well there's, there's a whole ton of albums says says yes yeah. <laughs> for real yeah. not just by them mind you yeah you yeah. yeah 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 absolutely yeah this is not a commercial to endorse speed by the way yeah, of of course. Coffee, maybe. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, an occasional Red Bull. That's awesome to hear that the fact that um, you didn't even need to have the conversation. The fact that, like, you know, yeah, well, no, man, you he, know, he, he, he recalled it. You know, I mean, plus, I did make a bit of an impression on him. I mean, I was the only 15-year-old skinhead hanging out at the fucking mud club at like three in the morning, fucking getting laid and doing rails. Everybody else was a fucking grown-up and not partying half as hard as me. Right. Yeah. Right. And I was the only skinhead in New York back then, so I definitely stood out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you would have done, yeah. You know, they didn't forget that shit. And presumably... Neither did I. As as also as a fellow bass player as well, there's there's that whole kind of 
conversation. Yeah, oh, yeah, I actually got to play one of his ricks on stage one night when I uh, broke a string or some shit like that. I forget what, what the fuck happened, but one of my bases shit the bed. And sadly, there are no photos that exist. Oh, that oh fuck! I would fucking kill for a photo. And, well, well you, you know what that means, don't you? As well, by by today's standards, that means no pics never happened. <laughs> I know. And it was like fucking wear like Buffalo or some shit. Like it was not like a big show, you know. It was like, yeah. and it was and it was one of those shows where it's like you're playing in this big venue with like nobody there, you know. Like it was a total fucking Spinal Tap show. But that's yeah. but that's amazing as well. It's like how many how many headline bands are going to turn around? You know, you've you've, you've broken the string. You've got no backup bass. How many headband headline bands are going to go? Hey, use mine. You know, we were we were pretty close, man. We fucking got along real good, and he was a fucking cool dude, man. Yeah, he was a really fucking cool dude. He wasn't. But I'll tell you, man, if he fucking if he felt any any little fucking slight bit of disrespect from opening band, fuck you, you're off the fucking gig. Not only you off the gig, boy, you fucking. I don't know if you ever heard the motherfucking um, the Buddy Rich bus tapes. You know when Buddy Rich is like fucking tearing his band a fucking new asshole. I mean, Buddy Rich was a tyrant. That motherfucker was like, Paw. you didn't want to be on the receiving end of him, right? Well. Lemmy was like right up there, right. you know, like you did, not, you did not want to fucking be on the receiving end of the fucking, the, the tirade that, that could come out of that fucking man. Fortunately, I never had the moment. But yeah, but hey, look, they, you know, he came up the hard way and, and he paid his dues yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and he expected everybody yeah, else to. Yeah, 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 no fucking shit. Well, you know, you come from the old school, man. There was a certain amount of, you know, hierarchy that you had to respect and paying your dues meant really fucking paying your dues man yeah you know yeah 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 it's like you know whatever the fucking job was you were doing it and you were fucking dealing with it and yeah. then eventually you were making somebody else fucking go through it well well funnily enough um i i, I had uh, max caballero um did did an episode as well and he was saying yeah yeah yeah, and he was saying when they when they he said look when when we supported Motorhead we were complete and total assholes and and basically um, he you know he called Gloria into an office and said and sat her down and said right this is this is this is the problem these are what you know this is what you need to associate these literally. children need to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like <laughs> it's like you were in the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what that, was, that I could say that that was purely out of respect for her because, mm. because uh, let me put it this way when we started our tour with them Megadeth was on the bill they weren't by the second show or was it the third show yeah they made it to the second show <laughs> wow Every, everyone deserves a second chance right but um... But, uh, uh, yeah. Speaking of which, I got this T-shirt. I don't know if you can see it. It's oh yeah, one of Megadeth, Motorhead, uh, Megadeth, Chromax. Wow. October the tenth. Yeah. What year would would what year would that have been? Uh, I guess it was eighty-seven. Right, right. That's yeah. So that is like yeah. That's early doors for. That's when that's when uh, that's when uh, Orgasmatron came out, right? 
Um, I think so. I'm I, like my memory's a bit fuzzy yeah. around then as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And um, and and yeah, because like the thrash scene is is like eighty seven is it's still in its kind of infancy, really. Um, yeah, well, like you know, that's when we uh, went over and did the Hell on Earth show in Leeds, uh, I, which was like the first. It was really the first thrash fest, like way before Dynamo and Hellfest and all these other things. I think that that was actually the first time that they had uh, put on a big thrash. And I can't even really say crossover fest because we were really the only hardcore band on there. But um, yeah, it was like Nuclear Assault and Las Rocket from Italy and Megadeth headlined and. Um, and and voy and voivod got stuck it got got stuck in belgium customs i was i was in i was in the crowd i was in the crowd ah no way that was fucking nuts man i remember pulling up at like noon and there was already people throwing up in the parking lot Like, man. I'm like, this fucking sound check hasn't even fucking started yet. These motherfuckers are already. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, man. You know? Yeah, that was an awesome show. I know that that was in the Queen's Hall, this like massive old yeah, kind of like bus, fucking used to be a bus, bus garage. Bus. Yeah. 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 We were actually using uh Motorhead's tour bus. They they uh we were using their tour bus on that tour and their driver. Oh Christ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I just won't even get into all those that with about him. But um but yeah, man. And and so we had the, the, the good fortune of doing a few shows with Motorhead also on that tour. Uh that's but, awesome. Um, yeah. And I and I mean and just you know, I did see them play every time they were in new york i only missed one of their shows and it was because um the bad brands were playing at irving plaza and they were playing at the palladium and i was on the guest list for both shows and the clubs were literally about a block and a half apart but I got so fucked up at the first show that I like <laughs> passed out in a doorway on my way to the other show. Right. Which was like literally a block and a half away. Like I could was probably hearing Motorhead as I was falling asleep. And it pisses me off that I missed that show. But <laughs> I saw every other show they did in New York, every other show. And I was, was lucky enough to play with them at least 30 times. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, at least, probably more than that. But, you know, we did all the States shows, most of the States shows with them. And then I was lucky enough to play with them a bunch of times overseas. So, To me, it sounds like also, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like, you know, some of your most sort of treasured memories. Well, I definitely will say, uh, you know, Motorhead, uh, Motorhead is one of my all-time favorite bands. And Lemmy is, you know, an icon to me. You know, he's a, a big inspiration in a lot of ways, not in every way. There's definitely a lot of things about his life that I would not try to emulate, but um, very inspirational. You know, yeah, he lived the way he wanted to live by his rules. He played music till the end, 
because he wanted to. He, uh, I, I respect anybody who, you know, lives their life the way they want to and, and doesn't like shit on a lot of other people in the process, you know, because a lot of people, yeah. they get very self-absorbed when they get on the like, this is how I'm going to live. And they just don't give a fuck how many lives and other people they, they fuck over in the process. And, you know, he always struck me as a, as a right on dude. But the, I, again, I will end with this, man. You know, take all the inspiration you want. Enjoy the music all you want. Make him all the hero that you want. But also learn from his mistakes and take care of your health. That's one way that you can honor the man. That's a, that's a really, really great point and a, and a great point to end on. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I can't thank you enough, Harley. Thank you so much. This has been really, really cool. My brother, it's been a pleasure. Like I was telling you before, it's always a, a pleasure and an honor to be able to talk about uh, Motorhead and Lemmy in particular, because those guys are uh, one of the main ingredients in how I play, how I write uh, the Chromax style and sound. And, um, you know, they definitely helped shape who I am. Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. And that's, you know, that's a perfect... That's a perfect place to leave it, man. So again, thank you so much. Everybody listening to this will be going, that was awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey, man, all you motorhead bangers out there, make sure you check out Chromags. The song From the Grave has Phil Campbell from Motorhead on it. He blessed me by laying down some amazing guitar leads. And just so you know, Lemmy is the reason that the Chromags are back in full force. He came to me in a dream and said, take it back, mate. It's <laughs> yours. You started it. And that's what I did. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Harley. Thank you very much. Cheers, dude. My, my Cheers, bro. And I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I did doing it. It was as much fun as it sounds. Some real insight there. And really worth mentioning that message that Harley brought up as well. You're never too young to get yourself checked out just in case. Okay. So next time you go to the doctors or maybe even make a special appointment and get yourself checked. And that's guys and girls. You can't be too careful. So thank you very much for listening. That is the end of the episode, but there are plenty more. If you haven't already subscribed, make sure you subscribe. Like I said at the beginning, we're getting a whole archive of these together now, and there's plenty more to come. Don't you worry. Every two weeks, there will be a brand new episode for you. So, it's been fun, as always. Really enjoying it. The support and the love we're getting from the Motorhead fan base is amazing. It's really, really inspiring us to get even better guests even more guests and we're going to keep doing this and please share this that's all i ask thank you very much for listening and i'll see you again on the next episode of the motorcast i don't say agreed the only god i need is the ace of spades the ace of spades